Hello, everyone. My name is Josh, and I welcome you to the Walk in the Light podcast, and may God bless you all. So before we begin, uh, just an update. Mark is still working on his preceptorship for school, and while he is working on that, I decided I wanted to do a little series. I haven't completed the entire series, so some modifications may happen here and there, but the series uh, is going to be called the Mission Series. It is expected to be about five parts. Uh, this is just to keep the podcast rolling as Mark focuses on this semester. Um, I ask that you would all keep him in your prayers as he works through the rest of the year um, on uh, school. Now, before we get too far into what this series is, let's get into prayer using Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. God, we ask that Christ would grant all of us according to the riches of his glory, be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to, up to all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> now this series will be finished off uh, with Luke uh, chapter 4, 16 through 30. If you want to read it in your own time. But... In each of these parts of going, I'm going to highlight Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The reason why I want to bring up these verses is because each part of the series is going to be breaking down each piece of Jesus' mission detailed in these verses. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to suggest that these are the only parts of Jesus' mission uh, because he did many great things. And, uh, but I'm going to go over these parts in particular in this series. Now, part one is called The Blind. The passage we are going to cover here is Mark 8 verses 14 through 30, but we are going to split it into three episodes. They're all going to be done in this particular podcast. Uh, verses 14 through 21 will be episode one. Episode two will then be 22 through 26. And finally, episode three will be 27 through 30. I will bring up some other verses, but you can keep your Bibles here if you like, as this is where the bulk of our study will take place. <clears throat> So first I'm going to read um, Mark chapter 8, verses 14 through 30, um, just to get it out. And then we'll, from there, go into the breakdown. So starting in verse 14. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread, and Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? 
Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, 12. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full uh, of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? And they came to Beth Bethsaida. And some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes, and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea, Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, do people say, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. <clears throat> So let's try to unpack the passage a little bit together. Mark's writings seem to be written more towards Roman and Gentile audiences. He tends to break down Jewish customs. When using Aramaic terms, Mark translates more in the Greek equivalents to his readers. So um, this would suggest to us that uh, the point of Mark's writings may have been a little bit different, not just strictly for Jewish audience, but also for Gentile audiences. Um, so <clears throat> let's start breaking down episode one. So episode one, again, is Mark chapter eight, um, verses 14, sorry, I, uh, did that one. So 14 through 21. And now they had forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them saying, watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Now, in the New Testament, leaven often refers to an image or a symbol of influence. Jesus wanted it to be clear that the Pharisees were spreading false teaching and vain rituals and hypocrisy. Their acts and behavior were at that point and continuing forward in some manner, in the same manner. Um, Herod is also mentioned here due to the Pharisees and Herod's alliance against Christ. So this is uh, very important to know the warning and why, and why there was a warning. Continuing in 16, it says, And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? So here it is easy to see Jesus is challenging his disciples like they learned nothing up to this point, or at least that's how it would seem. But there is so much more here Jesus is trying to get across. Now the point to the question won't be clear here, but what he is trying to reveal to them here is that they are only seeing him partially. Their eyes are not clearly seeing Jesus. 
but we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. So continuing on in 19, when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, 12. And the seven, and the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? Jesus here is reminding them of the great miracles he has performed in their presence. Many of Jesus' miracles have double meanings. <clears throat> Generally in study, we will start to see, in this study, we will start to see both the literal and figurative meanings behind what he has done. It makes the, uh, the Gospels both simple and yet enjoyably complex when broken down. So um, kind of a little bit of uh, exciting. So, so continuing on to episode two, uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves. Um, in t uh, verse 22, and they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, do not enter the village. <clears throat> so here we see many interesting things, and we must ask some very important questions. Now, not all the questions in the study will be answered in a study, not just particularly this one, but whenever you're studying, not all the questions will always be answered. But we must remember to ask the questions anyway, even if it seems painfully simple. The answer seems painfully simple. And it's okay to not get the answers to every single question we ask or that the passage asks, because we should also write down those questions as well. But write them down and think on them. My questions here is, why did Jesus lead the blind, blind man out of town? Or why did Jesus tell him not to go back into town of the people that had brought the blind man there in the first place, to, to Jesus in the first place? Is it, is it because it is significant to his ministry? Or possibly it's because maybe these people are like the Pharisees and perhaps they don't actually care for the blind man and they just want to test Jesus. Uh, it's very interesting to think about for sure. Uh, an even more important question is, is why did Jesus take two efforts to fully cure the blind man uh, of being blind? Sir, uh, surely Jesus, being God, could heal the blind man very easily. Uh, why did he use spit the first time? If Jesus could heal the sun and not even be near the sun, why use the spit on the blind man the first time. It's very interesting that after the blind man's sight was restored, uh, after the second time, it goes on to say that he saw everything clearly. Very interesting addition that didn't have to be there, but um, at least on the surface level, but when you dig deeper, it's, it's, a, it's a very important addition. <clears throat> so we will unpack some of these after the next episode. So, uh, episode 3 will continue in verse 27. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the village of Caesarea, Philippi. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And on the way, he asked his disciples, 
who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. <clears throat> and he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. So after breaking down episodes two, episode two, some of you may already be getting the big picture here after reading episode three. Uh, Jesus asks who people think he is. And according to the general people, which I'll be using, referring to them as the general people from here on out, um, that, have, that have seen Jesus perform miracles, they summarize that he must be John the Baptist, who had his own ministry that people had followed. Some said that he was Elijah, or perhaps some other prophet, or maybe of the Old Testament, or maybe they think he's a new prophet uh, coming onto the scene. But Jesus then asks, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. It's very interesting, both the general people in this passage and the disciples had witnessed the same miracle, yet came up with a very different conclu conclusion on who Jesus was and is. <clears throat> Perhaps we could see the same in the disciples before the blind man. First, the blind man only had his sight restored partially in a literal sense, just as the disciples in episode one only saw Jesus for who he was in, a, uh, in the same way, but in a figurative sense. But then Jesus restored the blind man's sight fully so he could see clearly. Just as the disciples can now fully see, fully and see Jesus clearly. Going back to the first episode, there was a comparison between seeing and hearing corresponding to perceiving and understanding. So going off of what we know now, you could say that the disciples' journey in following Christ goes through the, a very similar process. Seeing and understanding partially at first to then seeing and understanding fully and clearly exactly who Jesus Christ is. Now the disciples had the advantage of seeing and believing, but Christians today do not, obviously. We must hear God through his word. What we know from John verses, or chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus said to him, this being Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So I believe that this, that, uh, that is why Jesus is also mentioning having ears that hear um, being compared with having eyes that see. We must be in God's word so that we can hear these things to understand and believe or believe and understand. We must be guided by the Holy Spirit to believe these truths, otherwise we could wind up being like the general people that witnessed Jesus' miracles and still had no idea who he was. Stay in the Word, in church, and pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you in the Word of Truth. <clears throat> so, to summarize what we have studied here today, so one, like the warning about the Pharisees, leaven leavens the whole lump. We know that from other parts of Scripture. We, um, those who expose ourselves, um, or who we expose ourselves to, can, can and will corrupt our vision of Christ. Make sure we are exposing ourselves to the church, um, the other Christians, 
and God's word, lifting each other up and encouraging each other in, in, in who Christ is. Number two, that staying in the word will be, uh, staying in the word, we will, by the power of the Holy Spirit, develop a correct view of Christ and it will dramatically change our walk for the good. Um, that we would be fully equipped to live according to God's will in Christ's example. Just as in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. But we have to have a correct view of who Christ is to help us along with this, and just who God is in general. <clears throat> Number three, that all these things are through God's enablement by the Holy Spirit. Our journeys are very similar to the disciples in the sense that we all start as not seeing who Christ is, to partially seeing who Christ is, then to ultimately seeing fully and clearly exactly who Christ is. Number four, Pray that God will open our eyes and ears to see him fully and guide and with guidance to follow his example and fully commit to God. We have to fully commit to God and, and his will and following his uh, Christ's example. Number five, just like the miracle of the bread and why Jesus wasn't worried about only having one loaf of bread. God provides for all our needs. We just have to trust in him and that he has our uh, good for us at heart. Uh, number six, just as Jesus reminded his disciples of all he has done, God will remind us and we should ponder on all the things he has done for us. I think it's even important to write them down so that we can reflect on them later or when you start to lose that perspective. And lastly, number seven, God is working out everything for the good. Many pieces of the puzzle God is putting together are a process but again, we just need to trust in him. So this is all I have for you today. My prayer is that this will be a blessing to you and that we have honored and glorified our great and mighty God today and that these tools will guide us all in his example, like in James chapter 1, verse 22 through 24. But be doer of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. Both of these are very critical. We cannot know who Christ is and follow example if we do not read and hear God's word. And it's useless if we do not put it into practice and expose ourselves to other Christians to show the world who Christ is. So again, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I, and I really hope that it can help you in your walk. I would ask that if you have any prayer requests or praises, that you would send them to walkinthelight at walkinthelightsp.com. Again, that's walkinthelight at walkinthelightsp.com. If you like what we're doing um, and you want more daily doses of hope in Scripture, follow us at our social media accounts. We have, of course, Twitter at walkin underscore the light. Again, that's Twitter at walkin underscore the light. We have a Facebook. It is just walkin the light. And we have an Instagram, walkin the light SP. Again, that is walkin the light SP. I, um, 
again, I hope this was a blessing to you, and um, and uh, I would really like it if uh, um, you guys would leave some comments and uh, just let me know what you're thinking of of this uh, type of podcast um, while we're waiting for Mark to finish uh, this semester out. Um, and let me know uh, what you think of it, um, if it's helpful to you. Um, I'd really like to hear that, and maybe we can do more of these uh, in between episodes, even after Mark uh, gets back. So, again, thank you for your time, and God bless you all.